0: Can you tell me, Socrates? Is virtue the sort of thing you can teach someone, or is it the sort of thing no one can teach you, but you pick it up by practicing it? Or maybe it's
1: neither. Virtue is something people are born with, or something they get some other way. The people from your town used to have a good reputation among Greeks, Mino, for for being such good riders and for being so rich. Now it seems they are famous for wisdom. The credit goes to Gorgias. For when he moved to your city... Many leaders in your city fell in love with his wisdom. Specifically, he got you all into the habit of giving sweeping and confident answers to any questions put to you, as if you were all experts, all questions answered. On the other hand, here in Athens, my dear Mino, the opposite is the case. Here, it's as though there was a wisdom drought. So, if you want to put this sort of question to one of us, everyone will have a good laugh and say to you, good stranger, you must think I'm a lucky man to know whether virtue can be taught or not, or where it comes from. Me, I'm so far from knowing whether virtue can be taught or not that I don't even know what it is. I'm just as badly off as all my fellow citizens in this regard, Mino, and I blame no one but myself for my utter ignorance about virtue. For if I don't know what something is, how could I know what it's like? Unless you think someone who has no idea who Mino is could could know whether he is handsome or rich or a real gentleman or just the opposite. Do you think that that would be possible? I don't, but Socrates, you really don't know what virtue is? Should I say this about you to everyone back home? Not only that, my friend. Tell everyone back home that I think I have never yet met anyone who did know. What? Didn't you meet Gorgias when he was here? Of course I did. Didn't you think then that he knew? My memory is not so good, Mino, so I cannot tell you now what I thought then. Maybe he knows. You know what he used to say, so you remind me of how he spoke. You tell me yourself, if you will be so kind, for I'm sure you agree with everything he says. I do. Then let's, let's leave Gorgias out of it, since he's not here right now. Mino, by the gods, what do you yourself say virtue is? Speak up, and don't be a wisdom miser.
0: It's really not that hard to say, Socrates. First, if you want the virtue of a man, it is easy to say that a man's virtue consists in being able to manage public affairs and thereby help his friends and harm his enemies, all the while being careful to come to no harm himself. If you want the virtue of a woman, it's not difficult to describe. She must manage the home well, keep the household together and be submissive to her husband. The virtue of a child, whether boy or girl, is another thing altogether. And so is that of an elderly man, if you want that. Or if you want that of a free man or a slave. There are lots of different virtues, as a result of which it is not at all hard to say what virtue is. There is a virtue for every action and every stage in life, for every person and every capacity, Socrates.
1: And the same goes for wickedness. It must be my lucky day, Mino. Here I was looking for just one virtue, and you happened by with a whole swarm. But Mino... Following up on this figurative swarm of mine, if I were to ask you what sort of being a a bee is, and you said there are all sorts of different sorts of bees, what would you say if I went on to ask, do you mean that there are all sorts of different sorts of bees insofar as they are bees, or are they no different insofar as they are bees, but they differ in other respects, in how beautiful they are, for example, or how big, and so on and so forth. Tell me, what would you answer if I asked you this? I would say that they do not differ from one another insofar as they are bees. What if I went on to say, tell me, Mino, what is this thing that they all share, with respect to which they are all the same? Would you be able to tell me? I would. The same goes for all the virtues, then. Even if they come in all sorts of of different varieties, all of them have one and the same form which makes them virtues. And the thing to do is look to this form when someone asks you to make clear what virtue is. Do you you follow me? I think I
0: understand, but then again, not as clearly as I'd like.
1: I'm asking whether you think it is only in the case of virtue that there is one for a man, another for a woman, and so on. Does the same go for health and size and strength? Do you think that there is one health for a man and another for a woman? Or if it is health... Does it have the same form everywhere, whether in man or in anything else, whatever? Well, the health of a man seems to me the same as that of a woman, and the same goes for size and and strength. If, if a woman is strong, her strength will be the same as and have the same form. For by the same I mean to indicate that that strength is strength, whoever has it, man or woman. But maybe you think it makes a difference. I don't think it does. So. Will there be any difference in the case of virtue then, insofar, insofar as something's being virtue is what is in question, uh, whether whether in a child or an old person, a ma- a woman or a man? Well, I think, Socrates, somehow this case is a bit different than the others. How so? Uh, didn't you say the virtue of a man consists in in being able to manage the city well, whereas that of a woman consists in managing the household well? I did. Is it possible to manage a city well, or a household, or anything for that matter, while not managing it moderately and justly? Certainly not. Then, if they manage justly and moderately, they must do so with justice and moderation. Necessarily. So, both the man and the woman, if they are to be good, need the same things. Justice and moderation. So it seems. What about your child and your old man? Can they possibly be good if they are ill-tempered and unjust? Certainly not. But if they are moderate and just? Yes. So, all people are good in the same way. Since what makes them good is the fact that they exhibit the same qualities. It seems so. And they would not be good in the same way if they did not have the same virtue. They certainly wouldn't. Therefore, since everyone's virtue is the same, try to tell me and try to remember what you and Gorgias said, that same thing is. Well, what else but to be able to rule over men if you're seeking one formula to fit them all? You are right. That's that's what I'm looking for. But Mino, is virtue the same for a child or a slave? Namely, what you said, to be able to rule over a master? Do you think he who rules is still a slave? No, I do not think so at all, Socrates. It doesn't seem likely, my good man. Consider this further point. You say virtue is the capacity to rule. Don't you think we should add justly and not unjustly? Well, I think so, Socrates. For justice is virtue. Is it virtue, Mino? Or is it a virtue? What do you mean? As with anything else, if you like. Take roundness, for example. About which I would say uh, that it is a shape. Not that it is shape, pure and simple. I would not say it is shape, because there are other shapes. That's quite right.
0: So I too say that not only justice is a virtue, but that there are many other virtues as well.
1: What are they? In in, in just the way that I could name different shapes, if you ask me to. Please fill me in concerning all these other virtues. I think courage is a virtue, and moderation, uh, wisdom, nobility, and very many others. But we are running into the same problem again, Mino, from a slightly different angle. We have found many virtues while looking for one. But we cannot find the one that covers all the others.
0: I can't yet find what you're looking for, Socrates. One virtue that covers all the others, as in the other cases.
1: It seems so. But I really want to try to make progress here. For you do understand that it's going to be like this with everything. If someone asked you about what we what we were just talking about, what is shape, Mino, and you told him that it was roundness... And then when he asked you what I just asked, namely, is roundness shape or a shape? You would surely tell him it is a shape. I certainly would. And that would be because there are other shapes. Yes. And if he went on to ask what they were, you would tell him. I would. The same would go for color. If he asked you what it is and you said it is white. And he interrupted by asking, is white color or a color? You would say it is a color because there are other colors. Yeah, I would. Likewise, if you were asked... For a list of colors, you would list others, all of which are colors just as much as white is. Yes. Then, if he pursued the argument, as I did, and said, we always end up back at the many, don't keep answering me like this. Instead, since you call all these many things by one name, and since you say none of them is not a shape, even though none is the same shape as the others, tell me what one thing applies just as much to roundness as to straightness. Say say what it is you call shape. For example, when you say roundness is just as much shape as straightness is, you do say that, don't you? I do. And when you say that, do you say roundness is no more round than straight is? Or that straightness is no more straight than round is? Well, certainly not, Socrates. All the same, you don't say roundness is more of a shape then straightness is, or vice versa. That's true. So what is this one thing to which the term shape generally applies? Try to tell me. For think what it would be like if you responded like so, to the man who asked you all these questions about color and shape. If you said, I don't understand what you want, or what you mean, he would probably find this incredible and reply, you don't understand that I want to know what these cases have in common. Even hearing that, it is true you would you would still have nothing to say you know if someone asked what is the one thing that applies to roundness and straightness and all the other things you call shapes and which is, which is the same in all of them try try answering this question by way of working up to the one about virtue. No, you answer it for me socrates. You, you want me to do this for you as a favor. I certainly do. then you will be willing to tell me about virtue. I will. Let's forge on. The subject is worth it. It surely is. Now then, let me try to tell you what shape is. See whether you will accept the following account. Shape, let's say, is the one thing that invariably accompanies color. Does this satisfy you or do you want to go about defining the term in some other way? For myself, I would be satisfied if you defined virtue in some such way as this.
0: But this is a silly sort of definition, Socrates.
1: How so? It's silly that you say shape always accompanies colour.
0: Because what if someone says he doesn't know what colour is? He's just as confused about colour as he is about shape. Now what do you say about your definition?
1: I say that it is certainly a true one. And if my questioner is going to turn out to be one of those clever debaters who turns everything into a competition, I will say to him, I have given my answer. If it is wrong... It's up to you to refute it. On the other hand, if we are among friends, as, as you and I are, and if we want to pursue the question, we must answer in a in a manner more conducive to to agreeable, productive discussion. By this, I mean that answers given must not only be true, they must also be made in terms the questioner admits to understanding. I will try to abide by these rules myself. So let me ask you, Have you ever heard of something called the end? I mean, something like a a limit or boundary. I do know of such a thing. I think you understand what you mean. Additionally, you call a certain thing something a plane and a certain something else a solid, as in geometry. I do. Then, this is enough to tell you what I mean by shape. For I say this of every shape. A shape is that which limits a solid. In a word, a shape is the limit of a solid. And what do you say color is, Socrates? You are outrageous, Mino. You trouble an old man to answer questions, but you yourself are not willing to recollect. And tell me what Gorgias says virtue is. After you have answered this, Socrates, then I will tell you. Do you want me to answer a la Gorgias? This, this being the mode you would, you would most easily follow. Of course I want that. Both of you subscribe to Empedocles' theory of effluvia. Am I right? Certainly. And so do you believe that there are channels through which effluvia make their way? Definitely. And certain effluvia fit certain channels while others are either too small or too big? That is so. And there is a thing you call sight? There is. From this, comprehend what I state, as Pindar says, for color is an effluvium off of shapes that fits the organ of sight and is perceived. That seems to be a most excellent answer, Socrates. Perhaps it was delivered in the manner to which you are accustomed. At the same time, I I think you can deduce from this answer what sound is and smell and many such things. Quite so. It is a theoretical answer. So it pleases you, Mino, more than the one about shape. It does. It is not better, Omino. In fact, I am convinced the other one is. And I think you would agree if, if only you did not have to go away before the mysteries as you told me yesterday that you must... If only you could stay and be initiated. I would, Socrates, if you could tell me many such things as these. I certainly won't be lacking enthusiasm to tell you such things, for your sake and my own, but I may not be able to tell you many. Come now, you too try to fulfill your promise to me. Tell me the nature of virtue as a whole, and stop making many out of one, as jokers say, whenever someone breaks something. Please allow virtue to remain sound and whole." And tell me what it is. For I have given you examples of how to go about it. I think, Socrates, that
0: virtue is, as the poet says, to find joy in beautiful things and have power. Therefore, I say that virtue is to want all the best things in life
1: and to have the power to get them. Do you mean that the man who desires the best things in life desires good things? That's certainly right. Do you take it for granted that there are people who desire bad things and others who desire good things? Don't you think, my good man, that all men desire good things? I certainly don't. You think some want bad things then? Yes. Do you mean that they believe the bad things to be good or that they know they are bad and want them anyway? I think there are both kinds. Do you think, Mino, that anyone, knowing that bad things are bad, still wants them? I certainly do. Once in what way? To have for himself. What else? Does he think the bad things benefit he who has them? Or does he perfectly well know they will harm him? There are some who believe bad things benefit them, others who know that they harm them. And do you think that those who believe that bad things benefit them know they are bad? No, that's something I can't quite believe. It's clear then that those who do not know things to be bad Do not want what is bad. What they want are things they think are good, that are in fact bad. It follows that those who have no knowledge about these things and believe them to be good, clearly want good things. Isn't that right?
0: Yeah, it is likely.
1: Well then, those who you say want bad things, believing bad things harm those who have them, know they will be harmed by them. Necessarily. And don't they think those who are harmed are miserable to the extent that they are harmed? That seems unavoidable. And don't they think that those who are miserable are unhappy? I think so. Does anyone want to be miserable and unhappy? I do not think so, Socrates. Then no one wants what is bad, Mino, unless he wants to be in such a state. For what else is misery if not wishing for bad things and having one's wish come true? You are probably right, Socrates. No one really wants what is bad. Weren't you saying just now that virtue is the desire for good things and the power to acquire them? Yes, I was. It seems everyone satisfies the desire for part of this definition and no one is better than anyone else in this respect. So it appears. Clearly then, if any man is going to turn out better than the next, it is going to be due to superior talent at actually getting the things. Quite so. So this is what virtue turns out to be, according to your argument. The power to acquire good things. Uh, I think, Socrates,
0: that now we have hit the nail on the head.
1: Let's make sure first that what you have said is true, for it may well be. You say that the capacity to get good things is virtue. I do. And by good things you mean, for example, health and wealth?
0: Yes. It's also a matter of amassing plenty gold and silver and winning
1: honors and uh, public office. So, by good things, you don't mean other sorts of things than these? No, I mean all things of this kind. Very well. According to Mino, virtue is getting one's hands on the gold. Do you qualify this definition, Mino, with the words justly and piously? Or is it all the same to you? Virtue either way, if you make your fortune unjustly? Certainly not, Socrates. You would call it evil then? That I would. It seems then, that the getting of gold must go along with justice or moderation or piety or some other element of virtue. If it does not, it won't be virtue, however many good things are gotten.
0: Yes, how could there be virtue if these elements were missing?
1: Then, failing to acquire gold and silver, whether for oneself or for another, whenever it would not be just to do so, would be a case of virtue. So it seems. It follows that getting hold of the goods will not be virtue any more so then failing to do so is. Apparently, it's the case that whatever is done justly is virtue. Whatever is not done justly is a sort of vice or evil. I think it has to be as you say. We said a little while ago that each of these things was a part of virtue, namely justice and moderation and all such things. Yes. Then it seems you have been playing me for a fool, Mino. How so, Socrates? Because I begged you just now not to break apart or portion out virtue. And I gave examples of how you should formulate your answer. You paid no attention, going on to tell me that virtue is being able to get good things justly. And this, you say, is part of virtue. Well, yes, I do. It follows then, from what you, have, what you have agreed to, that to act with just one part of virtue, whenever you do something, is virtue. For you say that justice is a part of virtue, and that other similar qualities are too. Why do I mention this? Because although I begged you to tell me about virtue as a whole, you haven't come close to doing so. Instead, you say that every action that is virtuous in a particular sort of way is virtue, as if you had already told me all about virtue as a whole, so that I would already know all about that, even as as, as you break it apart into bits. I think we must take it from the top and, and begin at the beginning, my dear Mino. What is virtue? If every action that is virtuous in a particular sort of way is virtue, for that is what you are saying when you say every action performed justly is virtuous. Don't you think you should have to answer the same question all over again? Or maybe you think you can know what is partly virtuous without knowing what, is, what it is as a whole? No, I don't think so. If you will recall, when I was answering you concerning shape, we rejected all answers like, like that one I tried to give in terms that were not agreed upon, and that, that might themselves be in need of investigation. And We were right to reject them. Then surely, my good man, you must not think, while the nature of virtue as a whole is still under investigation, that you can make its nature clear to anyone by telling them about what is partly virtuous. The only thing that is going to happen is that the same question will be put to you all over again. Namely, what do you take the nature of virtue to be? Or maybe you think there's no point to all of this that I'm saying. I think what you say is right. Starting over again from the beginning. What do you and your friend say? virtue is. Socrates, even before I met you, I
0: heard others talk about you and how you are always completely perplexed about everything and how you drag everyone else down into the same pit of perplexity. And now I think you've been bewitching and bewildering me because you've cast some spell over me so now I'm completely at a loss. In fact, if you don't mind me turning the whole business into a bit of a joke, on the inside you're like one of those stingrays that paralyzes everything it touches you look a bit like one too, broad and flat. Anyway, now you've done it to me. Both my mind and my tongue are completely numb. I've got no answer to give you. And yet I must have made a thousand speeches about virtue before now, in front of large audiences too. But now I cannot even say what it is. I think you are wise not to sail away from Athens to live in some foreign city Because if you behaved like this, as a stranger in a strange land, you would be driven out of town as an evil enchanter.